Welcome, everyone, to the Journey to Success Radio Network. Our purpose on JTS Radio is to interview people who are making a positive difference in the world with transformational businesses, thoughts, ideas, and actions that encourage and inspire. My name is Taylor Tag. I am a forgiveness educator and coach certified by the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training and certified the Pauline Hill Foundation Leadership Instructor. To find out more about my work and to learn how to let go of resentment, pain, and suffering in a few easy steps, please visit me at TheEvolvingHeart.com and inquire about a free forgiveness coaching session. And now on to today's success story. My guest today is Walter Jacobson. Now, Walter Jacobson is an MD, a psychiatrist, a therapist, and a spiritual advisor. He's a Master of Life mentor, an author, and a speaker. He motivates his audience to break free from self-limiting concepts and negative behaviors getting in the way of their happiness and success. And Walter's written an Amazon best-selling book called Forgive to Win, and we'll share some of the finer points of this important book with us today. So, Walter, welcome to Journey to Success Radio. How are you today? I'm doing great, Taylor. Thanks very much. Well, it's great to have you on the program, and I'm, I'm really excited about this conversation because it's all about forgiveness, and, and forgiveness is it's our thing. It's our thing that we help people with, and it's such an important uh, part of people's lives, whether they know it or not. And I know that you have uh, written a book about forgiveness, and it's called Forgive to Win. And so I want you to tell a little, our audience a little bit about what Forgive to Win is and how is, how is it kind of different from other books out there. Right. Um, okay, I agree with you. Obviously, forgiveness is the key. Forgiveness is the key to happiness. Forgiveness uh, is the key to uh, inner peace. Uh, forgiveness is the way uh, the world's going to get better and heal. But uh, uh, what makes my book different is that I, I try to uh, help people to see that forgiveness isn't just a spiritual idea. It isn't just you know something for peace of mind and to get along with people. It's actually a, a very uh, practical thing to do. It's a tool for material success, for successful health, successful relationships, success in career uh, and money. See, because I link the idea that uh, when people aren't forgiving, when people aren't accepting and loving of others, uh, it makes them not like themselves. And when they don't like themselves, the subconscious mind is going to generate self-sabotaging behaviors and get in the way of all the things that they want. So my book is about using forgiveness and service to others in order to heal yourself, to forgive yourself, to love yourself, and so then you'll get out of your own way and be able to achieve everything you want in life. And I think that's, that's a problem for many of us, and many of our listeners listening here. It's, it's hard for us to get out of our own way. And you mentioned that uh, it's, it's important to, to love yourself and ultimately forgive yourself. So how do people forgive themselves? Okay, so the, the premise is uh, overall is that we sabotage ourselves. Uh, uh, be, uh, we get in our own way, we procrastinate, we resist doing things that are in our best interest. And, we, and the reason why we do this is that because at a deep unconscious level, uh, we, we don't like ourselves. At a deep unconscious level, there's guilt, shame, and self-loathing. And so it's because of all those things that we end up sabotaging ourselves and uh, leading to uh, failure rather than success. So if we don't like ourselves and we're filled with guilt and shame, uh, then the key is to learn how to love ourselves and forgive ourselves. And the way we love ourselves and forgive ourselves is basically to love and forgive others. The reason why this works is because basically 
uh, there's a process called projection. It's a defense mechanism whereby people project. We project our guilt, our shame, our, uh, our, our harsh judgments of ourselves onto other people. So we, we uh, judge other people harshly. We see other people as the problem. We blame and attack other people. But basically all it is is our own guilt, shame, and self-loathing that we try to make ourselves feel better by projecting it outward onto the world. Okay, so when we decide that we're going to love the world and forgive others, basically what we're doing is healing our projections. We're loving and forgiving ourselves. We're sending a message to our subconscious mind that we are worthy and good enough, and then it stops all the self-sabotaging behaviors and attracts people and circumstances that will help us to achieve what we want. That's right, and that's beautiful. And I, I do want to ask you a question about projection, uh, because for some of us, a lot of us understand projection, but for some of us, we don't understand that we're projecting from the inside out to other people. When we do project some of our judgments onto other people, is, is that a, a way of not feeling what we need to feel inside and putting, kind of putting it on, putting it on other people? Yeah. Uh, it, it, yes, projection is a way of not taking ownership. Uh, in general, there are things we don't like about ourselves that make us feel uncomfortable. So uh, what we do is we want to feel better. So it's a defense mechanism whereby we will deny, we will rationalize. These are different defense mechanisms, and we will project. We will see other people as the problem. We'll see other, we will judge other people harshly. We will say they're stupid, they're unloving, they're inconsiderate. But basically, these are all uh, self-definitions that are deep inside ourselves that we don't want to face and we don't want to like, acknowledge because if we did, it would make us feel really bad about ourselves. So in order to feel better about ourselves, we see it in everybody else and we point the finger at everybody else. But this doesn't heal us. All this does is sweep it under the rug. It helps us get through the day so that we don't feel horrible about ourselves. We can see everybody else is the problem. We don't take responsibility. The only way to like, really you know, resolve anything or, or any problem you've got is first take ownership of it, first recognize your responsibility. And so when we project and see all these other people as the problem and we judge all these other people, you know, yeah, it makes us feel better in the short run, but in the long run, it doesn't get us anywhere. And so in the long run, what we have to do is get rid of all these harsh judgments. We have to start accepting and loving people and forgiving people and being of service to others. And when we're doing this, we're actually, because of the constant projection, when we do this and love and forgive others, we are actually loving and forgiving ourselves. We're acknowledging our own faults, our own flaws, our own imperfections, you know, and, uh, and that's how we end up, you know, healing ourselves by forgiving and loving others. Well, and I, I totally agree with, with, with your statement and, and uh, you know, the words of Dr. Napoleon Hill, he said, what you do to or for the people, you do to or for yourself. And I know forgiveness is, is such a, well, it's the answer. It's the answer to kind of, uh, to loving yourself and, and, to, and forgiving other people in the process. But for some of us, it, that's hard. It's hard to forgive other people. So what are a few things people can do when they have a really hard time forgiving other people? Okay, the main, the main thing where, yeah, we tend to resist forgiving other people because, uh, you know, they hurt us and we, on some level we feel that they deserve to be punished, they deserve to feel our pain, uh, and we feel if we, if we uh, forgive, we're, we're letting them off the hook, etc. So we really do resist for, uh, uh, forgiving in, in a lot of ways. So what do you got to do? You got to tell yourself, well, wait a second, if I forgive other people, it's for me. You really got to turn it around to like see it as a very selfish thing, which is uh, ironic. You, know, you got to decide what, you know, 
I got to think of other people for my own peace of mind. They're not losing any sleep, uh, me being angry and resentful and bitter and unforgiveness. I am. You know, I'm keeping my guts churning. I'm keeping my anger. I'm keeping my resentment. I'm keeping my grievances, and, uh, and it's hurting me. So that, that you remind yourself when you have trouble forgiving others that we forgive others for our own peace of mind. We forgive others because we want to heal ourselves. We want to love and ourselves, get rid of our guilt, shame, and self-loathing. We want to end the self-sabotaging behaviors. So when you have trouble forgiving others, remember, oh, wait a second. If I don't forgive them, I'm going to continue to sabotage myself in all realms of my life. I don't want to do that. It's in my best interest to forgive, so I'm going to start forgiving. It's not about them. It's about healing myself. So that's the first thing. Another thing to do is just, you know, you try to humanize people and not demonize them. You know, if people do uh, bad stuff to you, try to keep in mind, well, maybe they had a difficult childhood. Maybe they were abused. Maybe they never really understood what love was. Or maybe they're really having a hard time getting by now and uh, financially and taking care of their family. So they end up doing uh, stupid things, inconsiderate things, unloving things. So the more we try to understand people, it makes it easier to forgive them. If we understand that people, are, a lot of people are full of fear, and, it's, and so when they act out, it's not necessarily because they want to hurt us, but because they're just really confused and scared. So the more we can try to, like, humanize people, you, you know, hate the sin but love the sinner, you know, recognize, but for the grace of God go I. You know, you know we're, a lot of times people are very fortunate. We have a lot of blessings, and, uh, but we don't appreciate that. We just, like, somebody does something to us, and we just, you know, fly into a rage of self-righteousness. And when you try to, like, just, hey, count your blessings, be grateful uh, that for what you've got, and recognize that if circumstances were different, you know, if you are really against the wall and, and struggling hard, you might do things that are less than loving and less than noble. So you, know, you always try to find a way to forgive other people, ultimately because it's in your own personal best interest to do so. Because when you forgive others, you're healing, forgiving yourself, healing yourself, sending a message to your subconscious mind that you're worthy and good enough, you, that you deserve happiness and health and physical, material success. So that's the whole key to always bring it back to, I'm doing it for me. I want to let myself out of my own emotional prison. But that's what unforgiveness does. It keeps us stuck in a, with a dark cloud. And so that's why we've got to get rid of it for our own peace of mind. And we, and we have to remind ourselves that Forgiving others doesn't mean we're letting them off the hook. It doesn't mean we're condoning what they did. It doesn't mean we're, we're, we're weak. It doesn't mean that we're, you know, that we're saying, uh, it's okay, I'm going to be a doormat, it's okay to abuse me again. No, we're just simply saying, I'm going to let my resentment and my harsh judgment go. And I'm going to make it, make it a clean slate and, uh, and, then, and take it from there. And then if people, uh, it doesn't mean you have to hang out with people that you forgive. It doesn't mean you have to uh, love them or like them or hang out with them. But uh, you can forgive them from a distance and then go your own way. And I, I, totally, uh, I totally agree with, with everything that you said. It, it's amazing to me, Dr. Jacobson, that, that uh, forgiveness really is in your own self, best self-interest. And I think most of us are, want the best for ourselves, and we know that forgiveness can give, or, give it to ourselves. And a lot of the time we don't see that until we forgive. We don't see what it can provide us. And the reason that most people don't forgive, in my opinion, is that they're they're getting something out of it. That is what the you know what I call the juice. You know, they're they're getting some kind of gain or seemingly uh, gain out of it, and and they don't want to let go of that. Oh but, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it gets toxic after a while. Oh yeah, yeah, de definitely. Uh, what what in my opinion, what they're gaining is I mean, it's the ego 
that's gaining. People are attached to their ego, this, this idea of, uh, you know, of sort of a holier-than-thou position or, or the gratification of punishing somebody. Uh, you know, it's, uh, but it's sick. It's, it's, it's not healthy. It's, it's actually a, a form of mental illness to uh, have such uh, ego, such rage, such anger, resentment, grievance, or all these harsh judgments. Uh, yeah, they satisfy the ego, uh, but they don't soothe the soul. And, uh, and so it's very hard to let go of the ego because the ego is what makes us believe that, you know, if you have more, I'll have less, so I need to take from you, you know, or, uh, or that, no, you, we, survival of the fittest is, is about, like, uh, physically taking what you want rather than finding a way to cooperate and share. So the ego is very strong in terms of greed, selfishness, uh, you know, uh, not wanting to share, being judgmental, being uh, harshly critical and, uh, and withholding. So, it's the, uh, so our unwillingness to forgive is tied into uh, our attachment to our ego, and that's what we have to separate. Uh, we have an inner critic telling us, you know, don't do that, uh, don't trust him, you know, that won't work, love won't work, forgiveness won't work. And it's all a big lie, a lie of the ego that we have to, like, constantly, day-to-day, moment-to-moment challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you have a program uh, called The Forgiveness Diet. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah. Okay. So the key is, if the key is to forgive, to let go of guilt, shame, and self-loathing, and forgive yourself and love yourself by forgiving and loving others, then what we're really telling people to do is, is to create some new habits because we're really stuck in some bad habits. We have, we're stuck in bad thought, emotion, behavior, habits of, of the ego, of selfishness, of anger, of attack, of judgment. So we've got to change our behavior, change our thoughts, change our behaviors. And so this requires, like any, changing any kind of habit or learning any new skill, it requires a lot of, uh, of practice and requires a, uh, some st- a structure. And so the forgiveness diet is what I put together, and uh, the whole premise of it is, is that it's, it's a program of thoughts, of exercises, and, uh, and daily behaviors and activities that if you do on a consistent basis, what you be, uh, repeatedly, consistently, as best as you can, then over a period of time you will be incorporating these principles into your consciousness, into your mindset. So at some point uh, they become automatic, just like when you first learn how to uh, play tennis or ride a bicycle. You've got to think about all the different steps involved, all the different techniques you've got to do, and then eventually it becomes just sort of automatic. You, you, know, you get on the, on the tennis court, you get on the bicycle, and boom, you go. So with a forgiveness diet, what we do is we have a, a whole variety of things uh, that people have to pay attention to every day, and if they do this, uh, they're going to uh, basically shift from uh, the, the, the place of ego and fear to a place of, of, of love and cooperation and acceptance and, and forgiveness. So I, I call it the forgiveness diet because I wanted to break it down into sort of parallels to a regular diet. And so uh, the spiritual protein, for example, in the forgiveness diet is two main things, forgiving, uh, forgiveness and service to others. And so that's the key. That's the main building blocks of, of this whole program is every day in every way as much as possible, you go out in the world and you try to uh, be of service to others. You try to help other people as best you can without wanting anything in return. So it's like unconditionally, you know, you know it's not, you just, you just want to help, and, you know, and, and without exception. So you don't pick and choose. I'll help you, but not you. I'll help you, but I don't like the way you look, so you don't get my help. You, you try to help everybody as best you can, uh, be compassionate as best you can, and forgive everyone as best you can, despite 
their behavior. Despite how they may be behaving, you, you find a way to forgive. So that's the, the, the spiritual proteins of the, uh, of the forgiveness diet is basically service to others and forgiveness on a daily basis uh, without exception and without condition. And then I have, uh, I break down other things as well, like spiritual fat, which involves all of our judgments, our grievances, our resentments, our jealousies. We've got to get rid of those. Yeah, just like fat clogs the arteries, uh, spiritual fat, you know, causes heartache. You know, uh, it will keep us stuck in, uh, in feeling separate and alienated and isolated and alone and fearful. So we've got to get rid of, of all that spiritual fat. And spiritual sugar is, uh, is the things that satisfy the, the ego in the short run, but in the long run are really damaging to our soul, like uh, practical jokes, making people's expense, ridiculing people, sarcasm, inappropriate flirting, spreading rumors, gossiping, things like that. We want to reduce the spiritual sugar they get in our way. And then we have spiritual fiber, which is basically moral fiber, tell the truth, walk the talk, you know, practice what you preach, be a good role model, uh, be honest, uh, you know, things like that. And be honest with yourself as well. Try, try to face uh, your reality and not be in denial. And, uh, and there's more. There's, there's supplements, uh, diet, dietary supplements, I call them, and, and uh, for the given this inventory where every day you, you look at how you did that day in being loving and of service to others and forgiving or not, and you daily look at it and, and, and remind yourself when you go out the door the next day, I'm going to get better at this. I'm going to be more loving here. I'm going to be more accepting over there. I'm going to be more forgiving over here. I'm going to help these people more and that sort of thing. Yeah, and I love that parallel too. As far as uh, you know, eating healthy foods is it that you you take care of the insides too, your emotional and, and, and mental capacity to to be healthy as well. I love that. One of your forgiveness mantras is anger hurts and forgiveness heals. Can you tell us a little bit more about that that, that statement? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, you you know what you want to do is always have your mind, your conscious mind really being uh, focused on the truth and focus on the things you want to remember. That will make it easier uh, to forgive and that will make it easier for you to be happy. And so uh, a mantra that I, uh, that I use and I tell people to use, uh, anytime you get angry and irritated, you know, uh, you remind yourself that anger hurts and forgiveness heals. Uh, and let me be clear that, you know, anger, of course, is an appropriate signal device. It's an, it's an appropriate survival emotion. I mean, people get angry because if they're being attacked by somebody, it, the survival thing would be get angry and then do something. You know, fight or flight, but, uh, you know, don't get hurt. Use the anger to sort of propel you. You recognize you're being attacked or threatened, so use that anger, so to speak, to propel you to make a, a wise choice. But once that's done, then the anger no longer has any value. And, and that's where people go wrong. People hang on to their anger long after it has any signal value whatsoever. So their resentments, their anger, they, they keep on hanging on to it. And so uh, you've got to remind people, anger is hurting you. What, what does anger do? For one thing, physiologically increases the heart rate, increases blood pressure, uh, contributes to uh, increased heart attacks and strokes. It, uh, it's stressful. It suppresses the immune system, makes it easier for you to... Uh, get sick and harder for you to get well. Uh, there's a cortisol response that the anger kicks in that actually makes people more, more depressed uh, over time, more anxious and irritable over time. So, uh, and, anger, uh, and, and anger hurts us because uh, whenever we are angry, it's a form of an attack. Even if we feel justified, when we judge others, when we're angry at others, 
uh, it's, it's a form of attack. And your subconscious mind will register that, that, that even, when we, even when we feel justified, when we attack others with our anger, we feel bad about ourselves. So we're actually doing the opposite of what we're supposed to do here. So when we hang on to anger, we're actually attacking other people. When we attack other people, we're attacking ourselves. We're increasing our guilt, our shame, and self-loathing, increasing our self-sabotaging behaviors. So it's the exact opposite of what the whole program is. So whenever you get angry, you remind yourself, wait a second, anger hurts, forgiveness heals. So let me get into it. Forgive, even though I'm angry and, uh, and I'm uh, annoyed and irritated at, at how I was treated, you know, I, you know, all I've got to do is stay calm, let go of the anger, make a wise decision, which might be, okay, tell this person, set a boundary with this person, or don't hang around with toxic people, or, or, or whatever it might be. But take the appropriate action, forgive, accept, be compassionate, uh, be empathetic, and then let go of it. So the, the, the mantra, the key to the mantra is whenever you get angry and pissed off, remind yourself, again, it's in my best interest to let go of my anger. Anger hurts. Forgiveness heals. Forgiveness heals me. I'm doing this for me so I can be happier, healthier, wealthier, wiser, I have better relationships, etc. And wonderful. And before we uh, continue uh, with this interview, let's let everybody know how they can, can get in touch with you. You've obviously had a lot of experience of forgiveness, and I'm sure you coach people and have uh, books and programs on your website. So let, let everybody know how they how can get in touch with you. Okay, well, thanks. It's, uh, it's basically www.walterjacobson.com, and it's, it's a website. And, you know, and the best thing about the website really is, uh, is I've just got a ton of videos on there on my blog. I've, I've kind of converted to video blogs over the last year or so, and uh, most of them are, are, you know, three, four, five minutes, but they're all, like, tied into this whole concept of forgiveness, acceptance, love, getting out of yourself, how to, uh, you know, improve your uh, effective relationship with your loved ones, with, with all people. And so they're really valuable. They're really helpful. A lot of people like them. So that would be the way to go, WalterJacobsonMD.com. Oh, yeah, and I should say that, I'm sorry, I should say that also, and there's an email there, and people should feel free to, like, email me uh, questions or, you know, and I'm, I'm, I always love to, like, answer uh, questions that may, they may have about forgiveness or about the Forgive to Win program. Well, wonderful, and everybody, uh, again, that's WalterJacobsonMD.com, and to find uh, all his videos and, and all the uh, great stuff he has about forgiveness on his website, which is a, a multitude of information. So uh, feel free to go and check that out. Now, Dr. Jacobson, in your book, Forgive the Wind, you mention the statement that everything is love or a call to love. Can you expand on that a little bit and tell us what that means? Yeah, uh, and this is sort of an, another one of, of, the, of, the, uh, of the mantras uh, to remind yourself. is like the, when, when you feel attacked by somebody, you get into a fight with someone, they're yelling at you, they're angry at you, you feel attacked by them. Uh, if you can keep in your mind the thought that everything is love or a call for love, and therefore the only appropriate response is to love, uh, you have a much better chance of being able to diffuse the situation, a much better chance to be able to forgive somebody and, you know, and, and communicate through it. The, where this comes from, a, a better example would be, you know, um, a, couple goes, uh, a couple goes to a party, and they come back, and the husband's like irate and twisted at the wife and is screaming at her. You know, he's, he's really jealous and angry. You know, you were flirting with a neighbor, and that's disrespectful, and you really are worthless, and, 
you know, and uh, I really resent you, and you were just acting like a slut, or whatever it might be. The, the guy just is so full of rage and fury and, you know, and judgment. He's attacking the, the wife, yelling at the wife. And so normally what she would do is get angry back and get defensive. You know, you're crazy. I wasn't doing that. I was just having, uh, just trying to relax, you know, that sort of thing. And it turns into a big fight. And so what the guy is doing, well, why is the guy doing that, though? Uh, why is he screaming at the wife? Because he really hates her? No, he loves her and he's scared. He, uh, his fears about abandonment have kicked in, that he's not good enough. His insecurity kicks in. He's afraid that she might leave him and, and, and like this neighbor for real. And so he tries to manipulate her by screaming at her and shaming her and making her feel bad. Now, and so he's pushing her away when he really wants to reassurance and love. And, he, and so he's doing the exact opposite of what he really wants. Uh, so, but what happens from the wife's point of view is she sees this guy like screaming at her and calling her names and degrading her and humiliating her and shaming her. And she just gets really angry and for the most part just wants to say, hey, go to hell. You know, I'm not into this. You're, you're worthless. You, you know, you're abusive. And it's just more resentment built on top of more resentment. Now, if the wife can say to herself, okay, what's really going on? If she can say to herself, everything is love or a call for love. Then she can rise above the battlefield and, and do what's necessary in the relationship. For example, she appreciates it, that, that this is a call for love. That even though he's yelling at her and attacking her and being abusive, he's really just insecure and afraid and has fear of abandonment. And he really needs love. He's really calling out for love. He's calling out for reassurance. And so if she can rise above the battlefield, recognize that, despite the appearance of being attacked and abused, and, and just say to him, look, uh, I love you. I care about you. You're my husband and partner, you know, regardless of how you may feel or what you may think was going on. The fact is, I love you. I'm not going anywhere. I care about you. I want to be married to you and nobody else. And, and give me a hug. Now, if she had, were, were to be able to have that frame of mind and that, you know, that clarity and to be able to do that, it's, a, it's an incredibly transforming process because it diffuses all of his rage and insanity, uh, it, you know, and it stops the, uh, it stops all the defensive, you know, attacking and yelling and screaming, and uh, everyone feels better. So that's the whole idea, is essentially, is when somebody appears to be judging you, attacking you, yelling at you, abusing you, it's very difficult to not get defensive and angry, but if you can recognize that really they're just trying to manipulate you and they don't know how to do it the right way. They don't know how to say, I'm scared, I I'm confused, I'm anxious, I'm fearful, I'm insecure, I need reassurance and love. They, they don't know how to say it. And if you can recognize that and find a way to be reassuring you know, uh, you know, and loving and kind, uh, then uh, it can be miraculous. Absolutely. And I, I think that uh, when people get in arguments and so someone resists against someone else, the way to continue that argument is to resist that. And I think the, the, the way to, to stop the resistance and arguing is, is, again, stop the resistance, and that is to decide to, to love instead of, instead of uh, escalate. I know. Now, you do have – go ahead. I was going to say, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's really hard for, for people to, in the moment, to step back and, and try to disconnect from, uh, you know, from the dynamic that, they, you know, that they've gotten into the habit of doing. But if either one in, in a couple can just step back for a second and go, wait a second, what are we doing? I love you. You love me. Yeah, we've got some problems, you know, we, uh, individually and collectively. But look, we, yeah, we're, we, let, we should count our blessings and be happy, happy that we have each other. Give me a hug, and we can, like, sort this out later. 
and figure out later when we're calmer what's going on. If, you know, if either one can just kind of rise above the battlefield and step back and be able to, like, put that moment of tenderness and calm and love and, and acceptance in the midst of battle very, very hard, it is possible. The more you do it, the better you get at it. It's, but, it's, again, it's massively transforming. If one person can do it, you oftentimes can snap the other person out of their rage and their temporary insanity. Now, you have a couple of uh, exercises that, that help do that, one of which is called the Forgiveness Bridge Visualization. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So in the, in the Forgiveness Diet, you know, I mentioned uh, some of the building blocks, the, the, you know, the, the protein, the fat, the sugar, and I also mentioned we have, we have sort of like supplements, just like you have vitamin supplements and nutritional supplements in a regular diet. We have supplements in the uh, Forgiveness Diet, and, which include affirmations and dream programming and uh, a gratitude lists and visualizations. You know, and one, um, one visualization is, is uh, before I get to the Forgiveness Bridge one, a really fast one is, is uh, you know, before you go to sleep at night, take a few moments to just get calm and visualize the person you want to be. Just kind of visualize and feel it as if it's happening now, as if it's real now, uh, that you are a loving, accepting, nurturing, forgiving person, that it's easy to forgive, that it's easy to love, you know, that uh, you're free of resentment and judgment and, you know, et cetera. Uh, just take a few moments to do that. You are programming the subconscious mind. You're helping the subconscious mind to bring you to that place. The forgiveness um, bridge visualization is based upon the idea of when you're really, when there's somebody you're really having a hard time forgiving, and you are really stuck in anger and resentment, and you're trying. I mean, you are trying hard. You're doing the forgiveness diet, and you're, you're trying to let, you find all sorts of reasons uh, to forgive and to overlook, etc. but it's just really hard. Maybe it may be, have been a very abusive relationship or not, but regardless, it's really hard. So what you do is, uh, you know, usually before you go to sleep, uh, I suggest people do it. It could be any time, though, when you have some time that you're not going to be distracted and get quiet. And, and uh, so here's the deal. You visualize that uh, you're, in like a, uh, you're, you're, in, you're on a dark plane of a field, and uh, it's dark, and in the distance you see... Uh, a beautiful land of serenity, peace, joy, happiness, unity. It's in existence. It's glowing. It's bright. It's light. It's wonderful. And as you get closer, you see that you're visualizing all this. And as you get closer, you see that there's a, in order to get to this uh, wonderful land of serenity and joy and bliss, there's a, there's a bridge you got to cross. And the bridge is like all, you know, it's rotted metal and rusted and wood and nails, and it's, it's fallen apart. It's a mess. And you see the person that you are having trouble forgiving, the person that you resent and are angry towards, you see them, they're trying to get across the bridge, and uh, they're not able to do it. Because ironically, nobody can get across the bridge uh, of forgiveness to the Holy Land, so to speak, uh, by themselves. And so what happens is you uh, visualize yourself getting to the, uh, the bridge. You see this person you're angry and bitter towards, and the two of you agree to hold hands and together cooperate and struggle and get across the forgiveness bridge to the other side, to the land of you know, joy, heaven, peace, serenity, etc. And, uh, and when you finally you visualize, when you finally get across the bridge and you're in this wonderful place and it's full of love and light and harmony and incredible joy and happiness and peace and bliss, and you look at this person who helped you to get across the bridge to this wonderful place and you see that, that my enemy is my friend. 
And the more you kind of do this, the more you soften your resentment and your bitterness, and it makes it easier to forgive. Wow, and we know how powerful uh, mental imagery of the mind is, and that, that's a wonderful, a wonderful visualization, especially before you go to bed and to, to allow your subconscious mind to, to just focus on that as you drift off to sleep. Right. That's right. a wonderful, wonderful visualization. You also have another exercise called the elevator epiphany exercise. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah. Um, okay. Basically, you know, people talk about, particularly new age people, and that, you know, that you can create your reality. You know, that, you know, what you think is what you get, and you can alter reality with your mind. And a lot of people think that that's kind of magical thinking, you know, and, you know, how much is truth is there, the law of attraction, and the secret, and all that kind of stuff. And, and so uh, the elevator epiphany is a really simple way to demonstrate the power uh, to, uh, to, create, uh, to create happiness and joy and to cha change reality. So uh, the elevator deal is most people walk into an elevator, and, uh, and this is a generalization, but most people are uncomfortable. They're in a little room uh, with a bunch of strangers for the most part, and, uh, they, and everyone kind of looks away from each other, look down at their feet, they look up at the wall, they look at the, uh, you know, the, the floor indicator, see how close they are to getting to their floor. And it's, a very, it's very weird, and everyone's sort of like isolated and disconnected and in their own little world. And sometimes if you look around, you see that every, a lot of times people are very contracted and unhappy and, uh, and, and uh, anxious or whatever because they're just they're in a little, they're little tiny little bubble. So the elevator epiphany is you walk in and, you, and you, again, you try to break through uh, the paradigm. So what you do is you uh, look at people, make eye contact. Hey, hi, how's it going? How's your day? It doesn't even matter what you say. You just want to smile and make eye contact and say, well, you know, what's going on? How's your day? Hey, that was pretty, uh, you know, nice weather we had this, this past weekend, whatever. And if you, you know, if you do this, and you, t and you will see, in general, uh, a transformation. Usually people light up. Usually people respond. They feel, uh, they, you know, you've bridged the gap of separation. People feel connected. It's uplifting. And you recognize that you have uh, uplifted them. You feel good. Uh, and, you know, you've basically you've generated endorphins in yourself. Smiling uh, brings on endorphins, makes you feel happier. These are happy chemicals. And you've elevated the other person to your happy level. And you walk out of the elevator and you go, and you're just, in general, you're just happier. And you feel good about yourself and you feel good about life and you feel good about people. And that oftentimes will extend into the rest of your day. And so my point is that, uh, yeah, you walk into an elevator, everyone's contracted, you know, everyone's kind of in their own little world. No one's smiling. No one's particularly happy. And you prove by doing this little uh, elevator epiphany exercise that you can change reality. You can bring happiness to a place uh, where it wasn't before. And you can bring your own level higher, bring your own happiness to a higher level and to a, a joyous level. And, and it really does work. And, uh, and, and these little things you, you do in general to engage people, to demonstrate that we're all connected, that we're not separate, that we're all in this together. It's not you against me. The more we do this, the more people respond because this is the underlying truth of it all, that we are all together, that we all are part of one greater uh, force or God or whatever you want to call it. Absolutely, and that's absolutely wonderful, and uh, great, great imagery and, and uh, great exercises for people who are listening right now to begin to practice to soften their hearts, to be able to forgive and be, and be open to the concept of forgiving. 
Now, Dr. Jacobson, we'll uh, ask you our, our Journey to Success original questions. We kind of wrap up the interview here, and anything you want to add, you can here. But what is it that really drives you to be successful and makes that the heart of your your practice? Well, I, you know, it's, I would say that it's very gratifying when somebody gets it. I mean, I really like helping people in general, and I, I like uh, coaching people, and I like helping people to, uh, you know, have better relationships and communicate more effectively in their lives so they can get what they want. But, uh, but really, it's uh, but but really, it's the forgiveness thing. It's 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 the letting go of judgment thing that I really is very gratifying when people get it. So that's what sort of drives me. That's what drove me to write the book. I think a lot of people are terribly unhappy in their lives and in their relationships because of their unforgiveness, because of their judgments and resentments. And so, um, and I traveled this path myself. It's not like I just read about this in a book. You know, uh, we all start from, uh, I believe, from a, uh, from a place where we first start as babies being totally spontaneous and loving, and then we sort of get trained to, uh, you know, to become more fearful and, and aggressive. And, uh, and so uh, I was that way too. And over the years, I learned to practice these techniques that I preach, and I've seen my own happiness increase. I've seen my own success increase. And so I want to share with others. Uh, and it's really, again, it's really, really exciting. It's unbelievable. When somebody really gets it and you can see that the light bulb has gone off in their head and now suddenly uh, their lives are taking on more meaning and more joy, it's, it's a wonderful feeling. It is. And I, I, and I thank you so much uh, for your, your information and your, your wonderful insights into forgiveness and the wonderful work that you do and the book you've read and Forgive the Win for those who are interested. And again, if you want to contact Dr. Jacobson, you can reach him again at WalterJacobsonMD.com and send him an email at info at WalterJacobsonMD.com. And even his phone number is 818-991-0572 if you want to get in contact with him and ask questions, talk with him about the book, or whatever it is that you want to talk with him about, I'm sure he's more than happy to, to help you. If you want to thank you again to Walter J- Jacobson for joining us today, You are listening to the Journey to Success Radio Network. Find out more about the network, visit us at journeytosuccessradio.com. We'll see you soon for our next amazing success story. Bye for now.